I want you to open your Bibles this morning with me to Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13, and we're going to stand for the reading of the Word, give you a chance to shift your position a little bit. <clears throat> Numbers 13. We'll start reading at verse 26. I'm reading from the New King James. It may not be exactly like what you're reading in front of you, but I'm sure you can follow along. So they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is the and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwelt in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Enoch there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the bank of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. Father, we ask that you add your blessing to the reading of the word. We ask God that your Spirit would be very real to each one of us as we now contemplate the Word of God. Would you open our ears, our hearts? Would you make our heart very tender and uh, may the Word take deep root? Father, we are well able to possess the land. We're able to be a victorious church without spot, without wrinkle. And God, I believe that you're speaking to your church today. Would you make this word come alive in our hearts and may the anointing of the Holy Spirit be upon this preacher as he preaches in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Verse 30 is my text. Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome. Hallelujah. If we believe what God has spoken, we should believe all he says. We say we believe the Bible is the word of God. And yet so few of what is uh, the promises and, and the uh, things that are offered in the Bible are possessed by God's people. There's many promises that are still there for us to take a hold of today. James 2.18 says, You have faith and I have works. If you'll show me your faith without works, I'll show you my faith by my works. And we need to 
we need to have works and works and faith go together. And so I want to look at uh, seven actions of faith here in these chapters, chapter 13 and 14. And the first one is faith confirms the promises of God. And that's found in verse 27 of chapter 13. Then they told him and said, We went into the land where uh, you sent us. It truly is, it truly flows with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. This is exactly what God had said. It's what God had proclaimed about the land, that it was a land flowing with milk and honey, that it was a prosperous land. It was a good land. Faith sets the seal that God is true. Let, it, let God be true and let every man be a liar. Amen? God is true. No, no matter what men are saying, God is true. And those who would prove the word will find that God is also faithful. If he has promised something, then that promise he will fulfill. You don't have to worry about it. God is a faithful God. Our submissive uh, will and God's word can never differ. If we're submission, in submission to God, his will is our will. And faith always proceeds experience. When the word of God is believed, God is honored. I, I, I can't imagine, you know, you're, you say something to a child and they come up and then question. I get all upset when my daughter does that to me. How could she, she not believe what I'm telling her? I'm not going to lie to her. And yet... We, we act like we don't believe God. God says that we have a land that we can possess. It's our land. All we got to do is go in and take it. Secondly, faith exhibits the proofs of God's faithfulness. Verse 26. So they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh, they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. They showed them the fruit of the land. They brought the wilderness to the wilderness, that which the wilderness could not produce for itself. And I believe that the believer brings something to this wilderness experience that the wilderness cannot produce. Acts 4.13 says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they, had, they were uneducated and untrained men, and they marveled that they and realized that they had been with Jesus. They saw. 
And I believe that the world has to see. See, to us, we look by faith. We live by faith. We don't have to see it to believe it. We believe it, then we see it. But to the world, they have to see something. They saw in Peter and John that they were, they were what? They were bold. And because they saw that they were bold, they believed that they had been with Jesus. And you and I have got to be bold for Jesus Christ. We have got to go where we've never gone before. We've got to be bold as a lion. I believe that God's people should not be timid about their faith. We ought to speak out for God. Amen? Caleb stood up and he spoke out. And he didn't go by what he saw with his eyes. He went by what was in his heart. Thirdly, faith advocates present possession. Verse 30. He said, Let's, let us go up at once, at once, and take possession. Let's go now. Let's not wait until next week. Let's not wait until next month. Let's do it now. You know, the un unbeliever or unbelief is always procrastinating. You know, it's not time to build the house of the Lord. It's not time to do the work of the Lord. Uh, we've got to wait until the recession's over. We've got to wait until things are perfect. But faith says, let's go and do it now. Today is the day of salvation. If today you hear my voice. So we need to go up. We need to proclaim the word of God. We need to possess. It's God's desire that we should possess the promises. And we can have the promises. Look at, uh, hold your finger there and just go over to Psalms. And let's look at Psalm 2 and verse 8. God says, Ask of me, and I will give you the nations, or the heathen, it says in the King James, for your inheritance, and the ends of the earth for your possession. Now, I know that that promise... Jesus claimed it for himself. And I believe it was speaking about Jesus. But we are the people of Jesus Christ. And I believe that that promise is just as much for us today as it was for Jesus in his day. If we'll ask, God will give us the nations. He'll give us the heathen for an inheritance. Second Corinthians 1.20 says, All the promises of God in him are yea and amen. Faith values the present. 
because it knows that the future depends on what we do today. What we do is going to affect our world for years to come. Should Jesus tarry, there will be no church except we do our part here and now, today. Let's go up at once and possess the land. There, there, is a, there is a territory out there that God has placed us here. I know that we have some visitors from Pennsylvania, and God has placed you in Pennsylvania, and he has a purpose for you there. To possess the land that, where you live. We have some vis visitors from Rochester, and God has placed them in Greece assembly because there is a territory there that they need to claim for Jesus Christ. But the body of Christ here, is, God put you here with a purpose, and that is to possess this land for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Faith laments the folly of unbelief. Chapter 14 and verse 6. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephani, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothing, or rent their clothing, I believe it says in the King James. They, they, were, they were horrified at the fact that people were speaking out and, and giving an evil report and saying, we cannot do this. And they wanted to stone Caleb and Joshua. Well, the world is not going to be with you. The world is not going to be behind you. We have to go by the word of God, not by what we see, but by what we believe. Hallelujah. Jesus had all the power in the world to save Yet he wept over Jerusalem. And when a man discovers the infinite grace, unbelief seems like such a, such a, a madness, such a waste. Those who have their eyes opened are going to be the eyes that will weep over the lost. When faith is low, sorrow is shallow. The more faith you have in Jesus Christ, the closer you are to Jesus, the more you're touched by the need that surrounds us. Our hearts ought to be heavy this morning when we think of the lost. When we think of what Jesus paid and how few there are that are claiming it. 
that are responding to his love. He gave his blood. What else can he do? He's commissioned his church. If they don't go, what else can be done? Faith rests exclusively in the Lord. Verses 8 and 9 of chapter 14. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. If the Lord delights in us, Victory is ours, people. We can't lose. Amen. Hallelujah. The difficulties are contrasted with the promises of God and the power of God. We're not denying that there's difficulties there. Joshua and Caleb were not denying that the, the difficulties were there. Yes, the walls were high. Yes, the giants were there. They saw them. But they knew the power of God. And they waited out the difficulties on one hand and the power of God on the other and there was just no comparison. We are well able to take the land. Glory to God. Faith says, is anything too difficult for God? Those who trust God will have sure success. The unbeliever has his mind focused on the problem, on the high walls, on the giants that are there. But the man of faith has his eyes upon Jesus, the author and the finisher of his faith. Hallelujah. Abraham obeyed by faith. Peter walked on the water by faith. By grace ye are saved, through faith. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. And Romans 3.3 3 says, Unbelief makes the faith of God without effect. Unbelief makes the faith of God without effect. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, we're told in Hebrews 11.6. Hallelujah. Next, we see that faith follows God always and everywhere. Chapter 14, verse 24. Verse 
But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him, has followed me fully. I will bring him into the land where he went, and his descendants shall inherit it. He's not only going to be brought into the land, but his children and his children's children are going to inherit that land because he had a different spirit. Hallelujah. Faith in God is an act. It matters little that Caleb to Caleb how numerous the giants are, how high the walls in his heart. He stayed upon God. But God, but God. Hallelujah. He had a different spirit. He had a different attitude. Joseph H. Gilmore, in one of his songs, wrote these words. He said, He leadeth me, he leadeth me. By his own hand, he leadeth me. His faithful follower I will be, for by his hand he leadeth me. Hallelujah. We need to be led by the Spirit of God, not by what we see with our eyes. We walk by faith, not by sight. Amen? And last of all, faith inherits the promises. Chapter 14 and verse 24 again. He not only inherits, but his children inherit. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Let's say that together. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Somehow we've got to get that from the word into our heart that this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. We are made overcomers by the word of our testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. God expects that we are going to be victorious. We are a victorious church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The man of faith will not be sent away empty. God says, for those who honor me, I will honor. Faith accepts the promises, which are the title deed to everything that God has promised. Hallelujah. And there's much land 
for us to possess. And we have our marching orders. And he says, Go ye therefore into all the world and proclaim the gospel unto every creature, and lo, I will be with you always, even unto the end of the earth. They came to Kadesh Barnea. They had their chance. And because they were afraid of the things that were out there, they couldn't see the things by faith. They were rejected. Their bones bleached in the desert. Think of it. There was probably between a million and two million Jews that left Egypt. And how many got to go into the promised land? Two. Joshua and Caleb. It's a narrow way, people. And few there be that finds it. The just shall live by faith. And we need to begin to exercise our faith. I believe that God has ordained this church. This is God's church. It was put here on the corner of Fall Street and Clinton with a purpose in mind. Yes, God used some man. He used Brother Klingerman. And he used some other good men after Brother Klingerman. And he's put some good people in this church. And we are well able. I don't care what the obstacles are out there. We are able. But first of all, we've got to see ourselves as able. And then we have to go. And we have to possess. Abraham was promised the land of Israel. God said, I will give this land to you and your descendants forever. Wherever you step your foot, I'll give it to you. And he looked eastward and he looked westward. And he looked southward and northward. He looked at the land and he had to go in and possess the land. If he hadn't have gone in and possessed it, it would not have been theirs. God says that we're to go and possess the land. Let's not make the same mistake that these people made at Kadesh Barnea because they rebelled against God. They were lost. They could have went in 40 years sooner. 
And they could have went in a multitude. But the only ones that went in was Caleb and Joshua and the descendants. Because they had to go back in the wilderness to learn the lesson that they needed to learn. And that was obedience to God. When God says go, that's the time to go. It's not the time to procrastinate. Pat, you think you can play that song again? We are able to go up and take the country to possess the land from Jordan to the sea. Number 82 in your little books.